Hello world, I'm Attila. Today I will talk about the Getting to Yes book, and this was a book about negotiation. So negotiation is all around our lives. When you want to get a uh, salary raise, when you want to get a good price in the market, when you want to agree with the customer in your company on the good price of a product, it's all around us. So it's very important to get it right, and uh, you will have an advantage over most people if you know how to negotiate well. So let's begin. So typical negotiation techniques are either hard or soft. So hard is the bargaining. It's like uh, which uh, fellow is the more stubborn and uh, it's quite bad. And uh, soft is when you just want to be nice, you focus on the right relationship with the people and uh, I will look at the problems um, about this on this in the in little bit later. But the book talks about this principled negotiation that was developed in Harvard, which is both hard and soft. So it looks for mutual games, and uh, where your interests conflict, you should insist that the result be based on some fair standards independent of the will of either side. So you should be hard on the merits and soft on the people. And a good negotiation method must produce a deal good for both of the parties. And um, it said that arguing over a position is bad. So when you want to buy a TV and bargain, you will say, I will buy it for a hundred dollars and the seller, what the fuck, this is worth two hundred dollars at least, I will give it to you for a uh, one thousand five hundred dollars. And this will go on for hours and hours because the fellow building who uh, bargains the, uh, the hardest. And uh, this is bad because uh, the more attention is paid to the position, the less attention is paid to the underlying concerns of the parties. So, if you love a product, the price doesn't matter because you will buy it. So, what matters is the underlying concerns of the parties because the price doesn't matter, but uh, they don't love the product if they argue about it or they have some concerns about it. And uh, this arguing is also over positions is inefficient and it takes a lot of time because uh, this can go on for hours and the fellow who is the more stubborn will win. And uh, it can also harm an ongoing relationship um, as a goal of the shop owner um, to get the best price of the customer, but uh, your goal is also to so that that customer will come back or uh, if you want to bargain with your uh, neighbor that's not very good for your uh, relationship but uh, if you want to play the soft approach and you want to be like very nice with people and uh, then comes a guy who wants to who have have a hard approach you will be crushed and you will be dominated by him
So then comes principled negotiation into play, which is the best and uh, it has four basic points. You should uh, separate the people from the problem, focus on interests, not positions, invent multiple options, looking for mutual gains this before deciding what to do, and uh, insist that the results be based on some objective standard. If you want to negotiate like this, the process has three stages. The first is that you must uh, uh, diagnose, uh, diagnose the situation, analyze it, then the planning, generate ideas and uh, decide what to do, then the discussion and this is when parties communicate back and forth. And uh, in this stage it's very important to discuss the differences in perception, feeling of frustration or anger and the difficulties in communication that you might have. And, uh, as I said, every negotiator has two interests. Uh, one is in the substance and the second is in the relationship. You want that customer to come back. So you should distangle the relationship from the, from the substance to deal directly with the people problem. Um, you should change the from a face-to-face -face orientation to a side-by-side. -side. So instead uh, you're going against the other party and you are fighting. Uh, you go side-by-side. -side. You present the situation as a problem and you both of you want to solve that problem. So you are a team and you must work together to solve that problem. And, uh, it's important to understand that each party will have multiple interests. You can make a list of these interests. And um, one tactic that you can use is to be very kind to the person and uh, attack the problem very hard. So the other party will find this uh, approach inconsistent. Uh, they would... Uh, like, it's inconsistent for them because they would um, expect that you attack them and the problem as well very hard or you are very kind to them and the problem as well. So people dislike inconsistency and will act to eliminate it and uh, to overcome this inconsistency they will be tempted to dissociate himself from the problem in order to join you in doing something about it, to join you in solving that problem. And when uh, we talked about uh, searching for multiple answers, most people have difficulty finding just one common solution, um, let alone multiple ones. But um, if in a negotiation, um, inventing many options may open doors and produce a range of potential agreements satisfactory to, satisfactory to each side. So, when you look for these, uh, when you look for these potential agreements, you must look for shared interests, and uh, so interests that uh, are common with both parties 
and uh, differing interests uh, interest, uh, that only each party has. And uh, when you present your argument, uh, your uh, agreement, or your options, you must uh, make their decision easy. So you must phrase the question so that they can answer with just one single yes. Or when you present them with a problem, or if they don't accept your uh, your uh, your option, you should present the problems throughout multiple time frames. What problems they will have now, what in the 10 years, what in the 50 years, and things like that. And um, when you want to reach an agreement, you should negotiate on some basis of independent um, standard of the will of uh, either side. So, and you should commit yourself to reaching a solution based on principle, not pressure. Mm. Shift the discussion from the question of what. Um, the, so what the other side is willing to do to the question of how the matter ought to be decided. So instead of uh, arguing over positions, you must decide this uh, common standard that you will base your uh, your agreement upon. And uh, before going into a negotiation, you must uh, develop your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So this is, for example, a house that you could... Uh, uh, you negotiate about a price, and uh, you know that uh, in the market or for a for another investor, you might be able to sell that house for uh, that and that uh, amount, and you plan it before going into the agreement. So this will be your minimum basis, your minimum price, and uh, compare this offer to the offer that you get during the the negotiation because uh, the higher this uh, this bet your best alternative is the most the more powerful you are and uh, your goal is to have the best offer and um, so what if the other party has the has a has a higher better alternative than you have if they are more powerful than than you are, and the thing is that the book said that like you can usually get the other side to to play the game of uh, principled negotiation with you, even if at first they appear unwilling or they seem to be more powerful. So, if you uh, instead of attacking them, but uh, instead you work them as a team, you will be able to get a good price from them, even them. And another very powerful tool that you could use is silence. So if you just keep silence for a while, the other party will feel inclined to break it. They will be distressed by this. And uh, like in negotiation, a clear head is an advantage. You have a clear head and they are nervous, then that's good for you. 
it might be useful in the beginning of the negotiation to say that uh, look, I know this may be unusual, but I want to know the rules of the game we are going to play. Are we both trying to reach a wise agreement as quickly and with as little effort as possible? Or are we going to play hard bargaining where the more stubborn fellow wins? So, like um, commonly, they will, pre they will choose the first, the first option. But uh, whatever they decide, you should be prepared to fight tricky bargaining techniques. You can be just as firm as they can, even firmer, because you have an edge. It is easier to defend principle than, uh, than a false tactic, or uh, a nasty tactic. So, because you, you, you argue based or you negotiate based on principle, you have an edge because the truth will often prevail. So this was an interesting book of negotiation. It had some interesting points, but I read a better book on negotiation. It's called Never Split the Difference. I made a review on that book as well. I will link it in the description and it's on the screen now. You should check it out because that's great as well. And if you want other videos like this, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel or uh, follow my podcast. I read books and I share the things that I learned from that book. If uh, you have any particular book that uh, if you think you should, you think I should read, then you can reach me on Twitter or you can also reach me in the comment section below. So, thanks for coming in. Bye bye.